Hello and welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 34, entitled Wormhole Punishments. It's a weird, weird title this time. I'm Bennett, and in this episode, Daniel and I start off talking about some minutiae like sleep schedules and video game emulation, but then we launch into two main topics for this podcast. The first of those is my upcoming move. I'm moving across the country, uh, and so we talk about that, whether it's an adventure, my packing process, uh, how stressful it is or how unstressful it is for either me or people in general. And then we launch into a Mind Your Morals segment. And it's been a while since we did Mind Your Morals, uh, but in that segment, I present a moral situation or a hypothetical situation, and we have Daniel analyze the morality of it. Uh, this one has to do with capital punishment. So a lot of people have strong feelings on that topic uh, as it currently is. So we get a little bit of Daniel's view on capital punishment, normal capital punishment. And then we examine the hypothetical situation of how we might use a one-way wormhole that opens up as an alternative to capital punishment. And there are a few different twists uh, on that scenario that I present to him. I thought it was pretty interesting, and I hope you'll find it interesting as well. So that's the episode this time. Uh, I hope you enjoy. It's a podcast. The Third Space Podcast. Yes. All right. I jumped right in on that one. I uh, like it. It had a good give and take, you know? It was direct. It wasn't didn't leave you guessing too much. It wasn't particularly witty, but why does everything need wit, you know? Why? Why can't it just be pragmatic and, and informational? And that's exactly what it was, my friend. Yes. We nailed it. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this time uh, on the Third Space minute, Podcast. Minute, minute, minute. Mm. <laughs> Uh, how so, are you doing? Uh, I'm slightly underslept. Okay. Um, I've noticed that be a pa- that's a pattern in my life, um, yeah. and recurring more like like here's the deal. I wake up at five forty five, so it's almost like getting Yikes. a good night's sleep starts to become unrealistic. If you want, you know, if I'm getting home from work on average at four forty five or so, and it's just if you map out the day, I come home and like kind of process for 45 minutes to an hour and then I do a like a half hour workout but that really ends up taking 45 minutes before you mm. and then, and then I shower or go on a walk or eat dinner or whatever once I get these things that are sort of my routine that I think are healthy out of the way like just some time to I I I crave time that's a little bit unstructured I suppose or right. or that I don't I'm not following some routine that I'm just being like I want to veg out I want to watch some goofy YouTube videos guilty pleasures I don't want to like do you, do you know that desire just to just like do what yeah. you want to do I guess and and so it's it's like I can't fit it all uh if I want some of that time then I give up on sleep mm-hmm. uh and it's easy to pay it, like, it's easy to stay up, and it's hard to wake up. So, <laughs> like, it's 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 really one of these selfish moments of, like, it's easy to stay up an extra hour. Like, it's not even, I don't even, I feel, I feel kind of tired, but not really tired. It's in the morning that I'm paying. So, it's my future self that pays. And so, I'm bad about acknowledging, I should just go to bed. And besides, I'd have to be getting into bed and falling asleep by 9, 9.30, and that's just not really realistic. And so, anyway. Yeah, it's got to suck having to get up that early. Ugh. I mean, I could, if I wanted, what I found though, if I sleep till, I could sleep as late as seven o'clock 
to get to work by 7.30, 7.45. Like, because I live very close by. I've arranged it that way. Well, that's sounded, but when I do, that sounds a little bit more, uh, a little bit more doable, right? You can sleep it until is, 7. It is, but what I'm finding is if I do that, and I have done that, it is a rush, rushed week or day, or it's a bad way to start the day. I don't, it's, it's like, I'm in this sort of What time of do you anxious, have to be at school? I have to be there, I think contractually, 7.45. Okay, contractually, um, then 7.45. Yeah. It is. So, yeah, I mean, a 45-minute get ready is a little rushed, but, I mean, I'm sure you've thought about all of this, but, I mean, you can cram some breakfast on the way or even after you get there, and I don't know. My values are such that, like, sleep is so important. I don't know. I would that, – that terrible feeling in the morning when you're underslept, which I know you're familiar with, like, that's just so bad to me that I would – I would accept a rushed morning that's a little uncomfortable in order to get get away from that underslept feeling. What's interesting is because I take the pre-workout stuff, um, it wakes me up. And so at, so at 5.45, I can take the pre-workout and get my workout in. And so weirdly, about 20 minutes after waking up, the horrible feeling is gone. If I wake up at 7, don't have time to work out, I'm not going to take the pre-workout. And then not having it... Um, I'm, I'm kind of entering into my day having like then it takes sort of this slow hour hour and a half like wake up for me which is strange and I think it's probably unfamiliar to you because you seem you're very regimented right like you are you're a well-slept person oh, yeah. like I go to bed at the and, same time every night I wake up without an alarm you I mean I have an alarm on just in case but I wake up naturally right at 8 a.m. Um, and so much. when you wake up, you uh, you probably go, oh, it's time to wake up, and that's not necessarily a pleasant feeling. But then then you're no, awake. I mean, I'm that, not, it's a moment. I, yeah, I'm I'm not uh, grumpy when I wake up. Like I don't go, oh, morning. I never have that experience anymore. I go, and I've oh, never not morning. had that experience. So yeah. like I don't know, like what you're saying. I, you would laugh because I'm I'm a little suspicious of you. Like I believe <laughs> what you're saying, but I'm like, is he really just? Dude, I mean, like, I get nine, eyes, nine and a half hours of sleep every night. So I just I mean, don't understand what's happening. You're opening your eyes and you're just like <laughs> alert I mean, and like crisp and fresh and ready to take on the day. I, yeah, exactly. Like, That's exactly right. Man, that sounds so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate you. Okay. It's yeah. It's really nice. I just wake up and then you know take a shower and get ready. Don't take long. And it's just good to go. But. I mean, anyway, I, I, I have the luxury of not having to wake up super early, so that's why. If I had to wake up super early, then I would be more on your page because it's hard to make yourself go to sleep at 9 p.m. or something, you know? Like, I just don't yeah. feel like I should be asleep at 9 p.m. There's still, I don't know, some of the world is still awake at 9 p.m. A uh, lot of the, I, yeah, and, and it's a good time to, to me to watch, like, an extra episode of American Horror Story or whatever, 9 to 10, and then 10, I'm starting to wind down and piddle i just piddle a little bit too much like playing a little game on my phone i play clash royale and i really like it and like that can take 30 minutes like in the snap of your finger like it just it's just a good almost a time waster and Have you, there's enjoyment there's legitimate enjoyment from it but like it's it it's distracting too so yeah you haven't uh you haven't been emulating your emulators on your emulator machine well i actually because I've been playing my emulator machine, uh, you know, retro gaming pocket handheld thing, and it's, it. I just, 
I'm going to save it for, I'm going to save building my library and like the sort of the learning process that goes into that. I'm going to save for a little while because I already had, like, it gives you 1500 games and there's some wonky weird stuff. Like there, there were two copies of Super Mario World. So I started playing it the uh, first, like the, or the second copy going, oh, what's the difference? It looks exactly the same. It's playing very similar. And then I noticed I ran into a bad guy and didn't die like a, a Koopa Goomba or whatever. And, Which one? And then... Uh, a Goomba. Okay. Koopa Troopa? Koopa Koompa Trooper? Koopa Troopa. Koop, the, the, those are the turtles. Koopas are the turtles. Goombas are the mushroom-looking things. So the mushroom-looking thing in, like, level one or two and three or whatever. Okay. Um, and, I, and then I noticed I, I pressed jump in midair, and I jumped again, and I kept pressing jump, and I kept jumping. And so it's this weird copy of the game that everything is identical except for two things. You can... Uh, jump infinitely, I guess. So from wherever you're at in your jump, you can press jump and it leaps again. Hmm. And you cannot get hit by an enemy. What? And yeah, or like you can't die. Uh, even though you can hit enemies, you can spin your cape. Oh, and if you're Yoshi on Yoshi, you still lose Yoshi. But those it's the only thing in the game. So to wait. And what was interesting is I was I was on a, an airplane and I didn't really. I wanted to just play a game and relax and like fall asleep to it kind of thing but games inherently have challenge and are a little bit stressful i guess there's different very there's varying degrees of what's relaxing and what's not well you should get but a playstation found... <laughs> and do one of these walkthroughs just press circle <laughs> at yeah. certain yeah but i liked i was just walking my way through the game and figuring out what 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 can you do with this newfound ability? Like you can get all the keys early on uh, before you're supposed to, uh, and things like that. Anyway, so my big point is that I was I'm gonna just explore some of the weird stuff already loaded on there before I go building a library, and I'll, it's gonna take time anyway. So maybe it'll be the summer, maybe it'll be whatever, but it, it'll be something I want to dive into and like start being intentional about what retro games I have and want yeah. to play. And I was just and wondering. I was just wondering why you were playing Clash Royale in your piddling time instead of piddling with that it seems like perfect for piddling a um, pocket yeah, it, a pocket play a pocket thing piddling. that you can piddle on <laughs> potentially piddle on piddling. perpetually <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it, it it's fun it's going to be my advice or device i take with me on trips and uh, you know just occasionally wherever but but Clash Royale, like, I don't know. I'm addicted to it. And it's fun. And I actually <laughs> well, look forward to, like, different strategies and trying different things. I even started a new account just, uh, to, just, to, just to level beat up. the noobs. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, just to level up. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> learn, learn something about you today. <laughs> All of this is boring, by the way. Like, sleep <laughs> and, like, yeah, this is bad air, I think. You know, we could just start it all over. If we dun, wanted, dun, but, like, dun, dun. Yeah, over. we could just clap and then you'll know to go there and start the podcast <laughs> it's not bad it's not that bad well what do you got what's more interesting lay it on well, me I, okay, i'm interested that you are moving and this is the last podcast before you like move to a different like completely move i'm just curious mm-hmm. like they say moving is i think if you were to rank stresses it's like divorce public speaking spiders and moving i hear those kind of thrown right. around uh, and as, as if it's one of the most, I guess 
it's weird to equate like stress and awfulness, you know, like worst things people or things people fear most. I, I, those are the two interchangeable lists. Have you heard these things before? Spiders, public speaking, death and moving. Um, I mean, I, I've heard of those things. Yeah. But on the same well, list. Like, um, yeah. As what people like I mean, are scared I, of or scared to do or that induce a lot of stress. Yeah, it seems like two lists got accidentally combined. Like I wouldn't put, <laughs> I wouldn't put death and moving on the same list. You know, like right. to be afraid of death seems reasonable. To be stressed about death, I don't know. To be afraid of moving, I don't really get. But to be stressed about moving, that seems reasonable. Yeah, I I think that the the list is intentionally, and it's probably some pseudoscientific BS thing. But it's like. People fear public speaking more than death, and that's like a a jarring thing and a memorable thing to hear. That's probably why I remember it to this day. Yeah, that Um, makes sense because death is probably a long way away, whereas if someone's scared of public speaking, it probably means they're about to have to do it. Yeah, yeah. And and humiliation is some—we are, like, driven to avoid humiliation. Uh, We do not want to be humiliated. Uh, And that means different things to different people, but I think we're all fragile souls for the most part, and, like— there's, there's, you're on the cusp of humiliation when public speaking, particularly if you're not talented at it or, or confident with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that one doesn't bother me. Well, and so I, I assume your question is, am I stressed about moving? Yeah, where, where does this rank? Are you death pretty, or you know moving? <laughs> uh, pretty low, pretty low. I'm not stressed about moving. Um, I kind of actually enjoy enjoy it. I mean. Well, one thing I'll lay out up front is that moving is pretty easy for me. Like, I'm a single guy. I don't have a ton of junk. Um, I don't have an overabundance of stuff that I have to move. And yeah. this, is, this is a voluntary move that's kind of adventurous for me. So, you know, it's not like I'm being forced into it. It's not like there's financial hardship involved. And, like, I have ample... I have, I've had ample amount of time to plan the move and everything. So... It's about as low stress of a move as you know as you can manage. I think you just it. outlined why it's stressful for people. It's often not because they want to. Uh, it might be like a downgrade in lifestyle. Something's gone wrong, you know, um, mm-hmm. or a tragedy has befallen. Uh, and anyway, you're this is this is you're moving for all the right reasons, and you have I guess. The only easier move is like the college kid leaving, like leaving the nest from home to college. They just kind of go and, you know, get a little mini fridge or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, uh, when you don't aside have from that, when you yeah. don't have like a home to start with, like if you're a college kid, obviously you live with your parents, but you can leave all your stuff there and just go. And so it's not hard. Right, that's you move a, into a dorm that has some beds already or whatever. So right. you're liter- other than that, which is almost like a pseudo move, I almost wouldn't count it in that. I mean, it is a big deal. It's arguably one of the biggest moves as well. Cause, sure, you know, sure. Yeah. Going from not home or from living at home to not living at home is a big deal. But you're move you're you're as simple as can be and it's as clean as can be. So um Yeah. Yeah. Been- You've done this a couple times. Is this what have you learned from your previous moves and what are you doing differently? Um, so all of my, well, I've had, yeah, I've had a couple, a few big moves. Uh, my first big move was across the country. And for that one, I, uh, you know, I kind of did it myself. I got a 
uh, like a U-Haul truck and have my parents help me load it all up and drive it across the country. <laughs> and yeah. that that was a lot of work. Um, that the cheapest way to do it, I guess. If yeah. you're like really penny pinching, that's the cheapest way. Just get a U-Haul. Like, well, I mean, if you're really they charge penny- by the mile and stuff, don't they? Yeah. If you're really penny pinching, then you sell your stuff and you know, and then get repl- get replacement stuff, cheap replacement stuff where where you, when you arrive. Um, Downgrade. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess you'd have to crunch the numbers and see if that's really cheaper. Maybe if the stuff is expensive, then it wouldn't be. But anyway, yeah, one of the cheapest options is to just pack it all up in a truck or a trailer and go. Um, and, I, and I've done that before. Um, and then another one of my big moves, um, I, was, I was at the time my company paid for that move. And so for that one, I had movers. You know, they came in a big 18-wheeler and came in and put all of my stuff Took in Took all your stuff. <laughs> Yeah, they took it all and bought, put it in boxes and put it on the truck and sent it away. And then when I got to where I was moving to, they brought the truck again a day late and then unpacked all the boxes and brought them in, inside. And it was easy. I mean, that was super easy. It was also more expensive than doing it myself. Not for me. When they pack your company. stuff, do they like do they like grab your plates and silverware, or are you yeah, talking man. about you? Put, Everything. You did that kind. Of, okay. No, they, they they you just open all the cabinets and drawers and stuff. And they do it. They have packing paper and all kinds of stuff, and they just and do it all really fast. And they were great, actually. They did a good job, except for they were yeah. day late. Like I said, day late delivering it, which I had to sleep on the floor, and that wasn't pleasant. But Thanks, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's really nice to have them do all of that packing and stuff. Uh, I mean, it could go wrong, right? If the people suck and they break your stuff, or you know, they lose something or whatever. But right, you know, the folks I had were really good. Did a good job. Um, this time, I'm not doing that uh, because I got estimates on it, and it was really expensive. I'm moving across the country again, um, and so it's a long way. And uh, so I, did, I didn't want to pay that much for it. Um, so this time, I'm doing something I haven't done before. I'm getting those like shipping containers delivered, and I'm pa- yeah. filling them up myself, and then they will ship the containers to where I'm going and then I'll unpack it myself there. So how, that, how long do you have those containers for? Like, do they put it in a parking spot? Like, how does this work? Yeah, they put it in a parking spot and for three days, not counting weekends. Um, and you, you know, load them up and you call them when you, they're all loaded and they come get them and ship them off. And you can, it takes like eight to 10 days for them to arrive where you're going. I guess it depends on the distance, but for me, it's like eight to 10 days. And you can optionally store them in a storage facility um, for, you know, it's like three hundred. It's like one hundred and fifty dollars per container per month, which is actually not that expensive. For so you know you can if it takes you a long time to move, you can just store them. So it's real. Yeah. It, it, it's cost wise, it's only a little bit more than it would have been for me to rent a big truck and drive it there, and, and driving across country would have it would have been a huge hassle for me this time because. I don't have, you know, my family wouldn't be helping me. So it would be just me and I would have this mega, it wouldn't be mega, but it would be a significantly sized U-Haul truck filled with stuff. And I have a car, so I would have to get a trailer and put my car on there. And I'm driving like across the Rocky Mountains in November. Like that was just, that would just not be a recipe for survival. Um, That would be a recipe for death. Uh, which I'm <laughs> healthily afraid of and not willing yes. to undergo. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's a uh, good. Yeah. 
like, how much have you packed? Are you sitting here in a half-empty home oh, right man. now? Oh, you, man, you know me. I plan stuff so far in advance. I've got pretty much everything packed already. I, I've got, like, five or six six days left, or five days left before I leave, and pretty much everything of mine is already packed. I've been scoping out boxes from grocery stores for a month and a half. I found a big box. <laughs> like, you see my... some banana boxes, and you're like, can I have those banana boxes and those liquor boxes, please? Yeah, I went to I went to the grocery store and asked them, uh, do you have any boxes, produce boxes? And the banana boxes are the worst ones, by the way. Or okay. Maybe maybe not the worst, but close to it because they have a hole in the top and in the bottom. Uh, oh, yeah. So you have to like put some paper or another piece of cardboard or something in the bottom. But they're sufficient. They're they're. Don't know why my mind went to banana boxes. I have no idea, but that's probably, what it did. I probably mentioned it to you before. Um, before it must have gotten planted in there somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I have like 20 banana boxes and I did manage to get some apple boxes, which are the best. Uh, and so, yeah, anyway, I've, I've been packing everything up, pretty much everything packed up, labeled. I've got a list with all, everything that I've got packed up and where it is. I'm like ready to go. Got all my bookshelves unbookshelved and dusted. <laughs> I found, a, uh, I um, serendipitously found a, uh, a TV box that's the exact right size for my TV that someone had just taken out to like the recycling bin thing. In my oh, apartment. wow. Yeah. They like yeah. just dropped it. And, and I was like, ha, huh, I need that. And I went and took it and it had all the styrofoam and everything in it. So, Oh, that's so cool. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. And so that was perfect. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very close to ready to go. So what about, I mean, you have like a few items, like a bed or a couch that you just, one person is not suitable are you just gonna like find a mormon or what do you like, what's the plan there you know? yeah that, that's what i did it's annoying because um, you like need a mormon for an hour like one one dude like mormon one arms, hour like. <laughs> yeah I, actually when i moved in uh in a previous a previous location i had serendipitous mormons appear you know they were riding their bikes through <laughs> the apartment complex and they had their ties on and i didn't i don't have much experience with mormons and they both had name tags that said elder and then a name, and I thought that their first name was both Elder, but, <laughs> which was yeah. it was like Elder James and Elder Thomas or something, and I was like, well, oh, Elder is a weird first name, and for both of you to have the same first name, that's strange. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't think about it too much, but yeah, they stopped, and they were like, oh, are you moving? We can help you carry in your couch and your mattress, and I was like, okay, and so they helped me, so that was really nice. Uh I don't think I can rely on the Mormons this time, so instead I'm hiring uh, just some local movers for a couple hours to help me move my big stuff. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm satisfied by all of that, <laughs> by your answers. It's weird because this is like a, you're, you're choosing a different approach, mainly because of price. The last time seemed ideal, it's paid for, and it was uh, the most convenient. So this is a good compromise, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Um, and it's not, you know, it doesn't break the bank. I mean, it's not cheap by any means, but it's, you know, it's only a little bit more than doing it all myself in a truck. And I consider it for the convenience, that's definitely worth it. I'm excited for you. I don't know, like moves, you know, it just necessitate change or, or bring about, you know, you, you will have change in your life and that's exciting. I mean, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, especially I've, when it's just funda- like fundamentally like because you want to, you want some change, you want some freshness and like this is cool. Yep. Yeah, I've already had to, uh, I'm telling everyone goodbye here. So I told my, the person who cuts my salmon at the grocery store, I already told her bye. 
and <laughs> all uh, the big people in your life yeah the uh the cashier at pdq i told them bye today I told them i won't be yeah, coming back anymore this this would be my are you going to go through any ceremonies like this is my last pdq visit almost certainly this is my last time buying well, salmon almost certainly i mean yeah. it, it pops into my mind yeah it pops into my mind yeah. when i do it i mean i've already had my last monday I've, i had my last pdq today like i said had my last barbecue here um so i mean there are some things that just aren't where i'm going uh and it probably do you have any ritualistic or ceremonious final like your last meal you've decided it's going to be your favorite like local place that you won't be able to replicate kind of thing yeah i mean i'm i'm finishing out all of the restaurants that i really like here there aren't that many there's a couple that um, chick-fil-a i'll have chick-fil-a where i'm going i ensured that i would (laughs) I don't yeah. move anywhere without a Chick-fil-A. I made that mistake. <laughs> I made that mistake once. I moved to Wisconsin, and uh, there was no Chick-fil-A for it was like two or two and a half hours from where I was, uh, and so I had to. I actually made that drive a couple times to actually go get Chick-fil-A, um, and yeah. that was too much for me. So now I only move to places with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, hit me with it. Hit me with something. All right, how are your morals feeling today? I'm feeling pretty moralistic, ready to be m- very moral, yeah. to moralize, to, <laughs> to contemplate my ethics. Okay. Well, uh, then... <laughs> I was just will... thinking about the difference between ethics and morals, and like, I don't know, that's where my brain well, just in. No, I don't want to think about that. That sounds complicated. Okay. Instead... All right, let's, let's keep let's, it simple with it, whatever you're about to say. Let's do a spicy... Mind your morals. Spicy. I wish we had a little, like, like press something that goes, like, I don't know, plays any sort of sound effects, and we could press yeah. sound effects frequently, like, just cheesy, like, Like some maracas. Mornings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I would yeah. like that. <clears throat> yeah, because we have mild, medium, and spicy, uh, but this one's spicy. Anyway, okay. all right, so. Is it going to make me uncomfortable? Uh, all right, let's um, do it. I don't, I don't think it's going to make you uncomfortable. Okay. Maybe. I'll try all my right. best. So there's one prerequisite that I need to establish. So first, okay. um, what what is your moral stance on capital punishment? So is it is it moral for society to execute certain criminals, like uh, murderers, uh, for example? I have to do. I have to give a clear cut answer on this because it's complicated. How I no, feel. No, you like, can just un, okay. you know unravel a, a little bit of it. Um, and, but the rest of the uh, the rest of the mind your morals kind of relates to All right, well, this let me sort through this i don't have any objection to the idea that some people commit crimes so heinous that they deserve death um so like that can make some sort of sense to me um whether it's an eye for an eye tooth for a tooth kind of philosophy uh and I understand the counter is an eye for an eye leaves us all blind or whatever. But like, Toothless. what do you do? <laughs> what do you do when <laughs> someone has murdered someone or ha- has no remorse and no longer um, deserves to be a member of our society? Uh, and and sometimes I think it can even be humane because is it really more humane to put them in a cage forever and say like, yeah, now you're just in this cage. Like, I'm not sure. Like there, there's some measure of quality of life and quantity and all of this. That's, that's difficult to measure. But where I grow really, really, really uncomfortable 
is, uh, I guess I would call it playing God and saying, we, I am so confident in my moral compass or our moral compass as a society that you are allowed to uh, say you should die. Like, mm-hmm. like, although I theoretically believe some people deserve death, I'm certainly not going to be the one to pull the trigger. And ultimately, like, so I'm, I'm a little bit uncomfortable knowing that I'm fallible, government's fallible, people are fallible. Like, and we have to look proceed as a society with a government that makes mistakes. And I get all of that. But when the cost is so great, such as human life, um, woo-wee, I, I just get really uncomfortable at, at making a judgment and saying, yeah, you should die. Especially when this does, religious or not, my point is like, there's a, like, we, we are given life um, and like, like taking it away is no one's right, it seems to me. It almost seems like no one has the right to take someone's life, including the government. So I feel very conflicted and I wish I could give you a straight answer. It's actually something I've wrestled with and gone back and forth. Like some days it'll be seem so clear as like, you know what, get over yourself. There's obviously jerk offs out there that just need to die and I'll just feel very like, like it's clear, like yeah, like this is not that complicated, Daniel. Yes, they should like, kill them, kill them, kill all the jerks, and uh, <laughs> not just jerks, but you know, these heinous murderers, yeah, Rapists. murderers, essentially. And uh, well, Cyclists. maybe <laughs> cyclists, of course, yeah. The unvaccinated. Um, <laughs> yeah, kill them, kill them all. Kill like em. no, so like it would have to be a hard line of saying. I think I'm gonna draw it at murder. Uh, yeah, and right. like just say anything else gets to be, but, but what do you do if someone has like kidnapped and tortured over years and kept them in cages and like, it'll be like, oh, they deserve to die or, you know, does right. terrible things to children. Like part of me is like, oh, you deserve to die anyway. Uh, but then the reality starts to hit in who's killing it. Who's, who's pulling the switch or whatever. Um, right. and the fact that there's an institution that has powerful enough to proclaim the right to take someone's life in a very official capacity, that's creepy. It's actually so, creepy to me right. to say that like, we are like, you should, yeah. you should be, we should be able to do that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I share, I share your, con- I, I don't think we're too far, too far apart on, on this. Um, I share, I certainly share your concerns with being wary of giving the government the power to take someone's life. Um, because yeah. they are incompetent at you know almost everything, and so of course they're going to be incompetent at that too. Uh, but but then again, as a society, if you have a, you know murders, which you inevitably do, you have to do something. You can't just ignore the problem. You can't close your eyes and pretend it doesn't happen because people will continue to get murdered. So you must act. And the question is, how do you act? And and I think your point um, about you know, just putting someone in a cage, locking them up and throwing away the key, that's not really any better, right? You're still depriving someone of their life. Maybe it it eases your conscience a little bit because you're not shooting them, but you're still destroying their life. So, you know, the moral distinction isn't that great to me there. Yeah, I I guess the real concentration, when there's murders in society, your number one goal is to stop the murders. And so, like, we can all agree that, like, their participation in society as we know it must come to an end. I don't think that's a really in debate. Right. Um, there might be debates about can they be reformed, uh, but as is, as a murderer who is murdering, we will remove you from society. Um, we will eliminate this behavior. 
like that. And then what's interesting is because we care about the the people being murdered and this the the innocent society being having damage inflicted upon them. So that's what we care about. Mm-hmm. Now that we've got the murderer out of the picture. Then we get into all these debates, and it's really like, how much do they deserve of our, like, this is where the pragmatic side of me is like, these are the scum anyway, and we're going to debate ourselves blue in the face over, like, these, these scum, can't we actually, shouldn't we be putting our energy, like, kill them all, and then let's elevate and celebrate and help, like, victims and uh, innocent people and people who thrive in society, let's put all our energies toward that, and so it fascinates me that we tend to put our energy toward, like, just, you know, debating whether a scumbag murderer it deserves uh like what quality of life do they deserve it's like i'm not i almost wish i wasn't as interested in that because like like do you see what i'm saying like there's something ironic like we get so hung up on like that and when like they don't deserve our brain power almost but but ethically or morally i suppose it's it's interesting to uh abstractly debate so yeah i agree uh, it seems like it seems like there there are two ends of the spectrum either you know they're at, at the utmost pragmatic end it's oh you murdered someone time to be mur- time to be killed and you kill them yeah. quickly and efficiently and then you don't spend any more time effort or money or anything on that person and then the other end of the spectrum is you know we we don't want you know we shouldn't have the power to kill anyone so we are not going to do that and but you know, we have to get you out of society so you're going to stay in a cell forever until you die. Um, and and, as and a, what and, if we could radically open the door to my the idea that reformation is possible? And then if somehow, and this is almost this is inconceivable to me, but like that you can guarantee they went there was an anti-murdering program and with a hundred percent success rate. And once you put murderers through it, like they are changed. Um, hey, but then don't like what if it preempt my oh my goodness? So, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> um, not exactly but, but, don't. but it's an interesting thought or like yeah. you you shock their brain and they're no longer murdered <laughs> like, is, that, right. is that okay you know electroshock therapy that like, sure. cures the murderer in you and like now you can go work at mcdonald's or whatever you can like uh, that's weird um, uh, but like yeah. well, like would we accept that as a society that like mm. you were a murderer yes you paid your price and uh, well, we're gonna find, now safe. We, so. we won't find out what society will accept, but we will find out what you will accept shortly okay. after this commercial break. Not really. We don't. <laughs> but did, have did, did my stance make enough sense that yeah, I no, actually waffle? I waffle on it. I really do sure, sure. because because well, I sit here and go, <clears throat> I want to be thoughtful, and I actually lean towards saying no. I'm against capital punishment. Like that's where I I tend well, see, to fall. I think because, I, I think we our stances are pretty much identical but you lean you just lean a little against and i lean a little for but i think we both have a very substantial respect for how how weighty the decision is um and you know it's it's no uh it's no joke part of me wants to be absolved morally part of me wants to be absolved morally and go i don't like that this is the case but i'm kind of glad that we're just doing it do you know what I mean? Like, sure, I wonder how yeah. many people feel that way about whatever political position is like, I want to sound like I want to be consistent morally and say life is precious and there's redemptive qualities in all of us and I'm not going to play God and neither should any institution. Full stop. Thank God we're killing the bad guys. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's 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 uh, internal conflict I have. So. All right. 
Well, that that's fine, and I anticipated your stance on capital punishment, and it's one that I mostly share. Um, and so that leads us into the rest of the mind your the spicy mind your morals. So, given uh, I'm your ready. I'm ready for a spicy one. Given your moral positions and the difficulty that presents society, imagine this situation. Imagine that a one-way wormhole okay. is discovered. Uh, it opens up. And it will instantly transport anyone who enters it to a random location on the surface of the Earth. And so the government, they discover a random this location on the surface and they of the build Earth. a facility around. Yes. And the okay. government discovers it and builds a facility around the wormhole. And so the, the, the question is, is it justified for the U.S. government, we'll just say, uh, to use the wormhole as an alternative to capital punishment, such that you know if a criminal uh, you know commits a crime, a murder, or whatever, we will just send them through the wormhole and let randomness decide. You know where they're they're out of our hands now. They're going through the wormhole. Maybe it'll drop them in the ocean. Maybe it'll drop them in the Arctic. Maybe it'll drop them in Paris. Who knows? They're just going through the wormhole, and they're they're not our problem anymore. So is is it justified to? get them out of our society using the wormhole. Uh, my knee jerk is no, but let me talk through it. Mm -hmm. um, well, first of all, you could throw them in and they could just theoretically pop up right next to you, right? And you just true. throw them in That's, again yeah. and they go somewhere else, right? So this <laughs> is different each time or just somewhere else in the United States or whatever, like, right? Yeah, for now, it's, uh, for now, it's just totally random on the okay. surface of the earth. But like, so you're making it someone else's problem. And I think just casting your problem, either they just are like, yeah, I mean, two thirds of the earth is covered by water. Is that about right? Two thirds? Like that. That's what yeah. I heard. So two thirds of the time, they're just going to drown. Um, so you're, you're essentially murdering. Um, and the other times you're just, I don't know. It just seems sort of a little bit. Like, this is an interesting proposition, but it seems a little... I don't think I like this idea because you don't know where they go. They're, you haven't solved the problem. They are just somewhere random, and now they're they're uncontained and free to, what, go about... The, have they paid their cost at that point? So, like, if they landed in France and they went, oh, and they dusted themselves off, they have a choice to keep murdering or develop a life in France or come back to the place where they were committing the murders like you, you've not solved anything like, at best you've not solved anything and at, at worst or possibly best you've just killed somebody which has all the problems i was saying earlier and it might even be uh horrible just to make them try and doggy paddle in the ocean for days until they like just or not days probably hours uh, or even an hour um either way just like they might prefer a lethal injection uh my point is that it just seems like a little bit lazy and doesn't solve the problem it doesn't it's it's not the solution is not uh tenable to me <laughs> like i don't know like it's not good no i reject it <laughs> so compared to um you know life imprisonment is it is it better or worse 
I, there's not enough certainty with this this situation. Like I said, like I don't really understand. They 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 wake up in France and they go or they land in France and like their debts now paid and they might continue murdering. So it didn't solve the problem and it put it on France or they just come back. So it's at least putting them in prison. I think uh, for better or for worse is like something I can wrap my head. It's 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 finite. Like okay, you're going to be in prison and presumably not escape, and that is now has defined parameters in which I can debate and think about. But this is just so like, what? They just land somewhere random and then then uh, life continues forward. I can't, it's just too open-ended, I guess. Like I'm, sus- I'm guessing you're gonna put more parameters on it because it's so open-ended that I can't entertain it for too long like, as a something that would be good or really bad. I mean, I, there's enough bad and wrong with it that I just have to throw it away and say no. Close the doors to the portal and don't even <laughs> consider it. You know. Fair um, enough. All right. <laughs> does this make sense to you? Yes. Like, no, that makes total sense. And you know, that's what. Whereas, largely, like, okay, largely what now, I expected. And what I, I mean, if you keep them in prison, like maybe that's bad, but like at least they psychologically, or we can just debate it and start saying oh, that's. You know, that's this bad. I don't even know how bad the portal is. It's just like right. kind of either dumb or really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you you, lay, yeah. you laid it out. So most of the time you're sending them through the wormhole is going to be essentially like a cheaper version of life imprisonment. They'll probably die. You know, in all likelihood, you will have executed them, but... You're not so sure, so your conscience is, you know, it, it's in a limbo state. Like, you you don't know whether you killed them or not. They're just gone. They're not your problem anymore. So it's kind of a right. cheap way it's to... It's cowardly in that way. Yeah, I it's think. a cowardly way to absolve your conscience of that. And then it has the additional, what I consider to be a moral downside, uh, that maybe they get placed in, you know, a populated location. Maybe they get placed back in your same country. Like, maybe they're right in the room with you, you know? Like, exactly like you said, <laughs> it doesn't, um, it, it has the potential to make things worse, not better. Um, like, it has the potential to be equivalent to an escape attempt, you know, a successful escape attempt by the by the prisoner. Um, so, yeah, so a, as presented... right you know not not the best thing so okay so let me let me put some more parameters on it exactly like you predicted so what if more parameters i'm ready okay what if what if the wormhole we're guaranteed that it doesn't place them within our own country uh so it it just they're they're not they're certainly not our country's problem they're going somewhere else not in the united states after they go through the wormhole how does this change um I mean, is, is I think it, all the reasons we listed are it's a it's slightly better, but not enough to seriously entertain. Because I I think it's just immoral to make it, you know, someone else's problem. Um, and if we're gonna kill them, then let's just go ahead and go all in and have the debates and figure it out morally and reconcile that we do this, uh, and not pretend we're not killing them two thirds of the time. So I just don't see enough changing. Um, it just is slightly better, but not okay. enough to. Yeah. So, so what if we can choose the country that the wormhole places them? Uh, well, then theoretically, we could morally, like at least, at least our conscience or our, our relations with a particular country, we could say, "Hey, you want to make your, 
your country, like, take all of our bad guys, bad guys and girls, <laughs> um, and we have an arrangement there, and so they are prepared to deal with this. Um, and then uh, now we're at least in morally consistent territory where they they would presumably have some long talks with us. We'd we'd carve out some arrangements, and but let's just say it landed them in a, in in wherever you know Australia, and they just built a big prison system that they get dumped into, and so. What we're just asking Australia to Australia's like, already a prison it, colony, so Yeah. <laughs> that's how they were founded, right? Yeah. So but like what's the if 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 it's it's just like offshore prisons at that point. So um, all right, so what what about we could send all of our prisoners to Iran or Iraq or uh, Afghanistan or you know, some some unfriendly country that's our, our enemy. Could send all of our bad guys there. Um, so you were you were thinking. I didn't even think about it the way that you thought about it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Making, I see what you're saying. Just like making go to our enemy territory. Yeah, you were actually thinking put them in enemy territory. Um, yeah, I mean it's kind of a kill two birds with one stone. In a sense, uh, you know, you're getting rid of the bad people from your country, and you're putting the bad people in the bad country. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, so assess, and I guess you can change the morality of that. Okay, well, it seems short sighted. I guess since you can change, your enemies will probably change over the course of your, you know, over time. And so you can just change to whoever your enemy is. So that's fortunate for this, this situation. But like, it still seems so cowardly to just, uh, like, if we're, there's part of me that's just like, if you're going to, kill these people like do it clear and like accept it um if but it is tempting to be able to remove your um to remove the problem and say i didn't kill anyone and no 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 longer my problem and maybe even make some trouble for your enemies if you're sending them all your killers and stuff but i it just doesn't sit well uh i'm curious of your thoughts on this um it seems Um, like a cowardly and vague thing like just send them over there and you deal with it like i'm just i've just as well so all right so first let me hold your feet to the fire a a little bit and you know a lot of your waffling uh about capital punishment in general is your moral qualms with the government being able to kill people right so yeah some some of these options they ta- they address your you know one of your main problems with capital punishment uh, in, in general. This one this one does as well. Um, you know your other concerns are totally totally valid, but um, you know to to say it's cowardly now. Well, you know like th- do you want to be cowardly or do you want to uh, you know hold on to your moral high ground of not killing people? You know so. Um, but in terms of this specific uh, thing, my thoughts, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it's as cowardly as the previous ones. Like, yeah, know, I think it's less it, cowardly. It, we're walking down the scale of acceptability a little bit, or it's things are getting gradually more acceptable. Um, like the first one was unacceptable. It was certainly cowardly. It was just out of sight, out of mind. Um, and then th- the next one was uh, just pretty much the same. Uh, 
except, you know, still put the burden on someone else. But now we put the burden on people that, you know, we would be ha- we would be happy to burden with, you know, bombs or, you know, undercover operations or economic sanctions. Like we're perfectly happy to put burdens like those on other countries. So why wouldn't we also burden them with bad people? Um, you know, imagine something like Afghanistan now overrun by the Taliban and, you know, there are Islamic extremists all over the place. I mean, they're, you know, innocent, decent people, too, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, if you throw a, you know, tattooed, murdering white guy in the middle of the Afghanistan mountains or something, <laughs> like, I just don't... I just don't think he's going to last very With long. With a nose I mean, ring. Yeah. I, I, just, no. I, 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 mean, <laughs> I just mean he's going to stand out is all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. The tattoos and nose ring would, you know, he'd be even more deserving of Taliban <laughs> justice. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm touting this. Uh, I'm just saying I'm trying to reason through some of the, the moral implications of it. I like it, and for the sake of this argument or this thought experiment, I'm going to accept that we that the, the person's irredeemable and needs to be permanently removed from society. That 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 simplifies things a little bit in my head because, and then if I'm comfortable saying yeah, they have to be removed, and it's either life imprisonment, mm-hmm. uh, capital punishment, or and you're exploring this alternative, which is like, so so even though this this doesn't offer them a path toward redemption um, because that's just not what this is about and we shouldn't pretend it is, at least not with these particular constraints you're giving, mm-hmm. um, then oh, we're sentencing them. It, it, it's almost just like dropping them in some wild game, you know, like <laughs> yeah. dystopian, you know, you name any dystopian thing made in the last 10 years and it tends to be like, you know, like Hunger Games or whatever, the survival of crazy situations in which it's all weird. Um, and I guess that's like, I, 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 they could theoretically... I, don't, I keep going back to them being redeemed. I don't know why. Maybe that's just where I'm at in my life right now. Is like, can can they, like, what if if they could take the option? I'd feel so much more comfortable if we like gave this. You want you can stay life in prison here, or you can go in the portal. And then they, if they were like really attracted to the portal, I'd want to know why. And uh, and I could maybe like get on board with this possibly. You know, if they're like, hey, better than stay in here kind of thing. Then like, right. And now they've chosen to do the portal. Then all of a sudden, you make that an option. And let's say 80% are choosing it. I'm, uh, and we're trying to not make, we're not pretending the portal is something else. Oh, when you go through, there's going to be beautiful women on the other side. And you have a chance at, no, no, no. We say, hey, here, here it is. Here's what's yes, happening. North Here's Korea. the survival you're getting, rate. Here's, yeah. You're getting it's portaled to, straight to North Korea. <laughs> yeah. And like, this is what it looks like on the other side. And this is the feedback we've I don't know if you could like get feedback from the people who've been through it, but probably not. But like, this is just the reality. Here you go. And they, if they're You'd choosing it, then hear, I like it. I'm sure you would hear what happens to them on the other side. So my concern with this one, um, you know, I laid out why it might be worth doing. But one big reason why it would not be worth doing is because you're supplying your enemies with people who aren't, you know, if you send someone through, they're not going to be very fond of the United States. Uh, you're sending dissidents you know already through and you're sending them to people who would probably gladly take them and radicalize them and use them against you so um you might not be destabilizing your enemy you might be giving your enemy additional cannon fodder 
you know so do you think do you think so they see the white tattooed angry guy who hates like Depends. everything and I mean, like he and he kind of he accepts their they accept him and he accepts them and they turn around and they face you know america or whatever like it just seems like an outrageous situation you look, hate america i hate america like let's go <laughs> i look i don't think that you know they would be best buds necessarily it depends on where you send them of course but you know th- think of some terrorist group they would be more than happy to make use of a discontented you know, person they, they would just make use of them if and they I guess could the doesn't mean they have to if they're offered a meal and like a bed they at least will play along for a little sure, while right yeah okay okay i can i can buy it to some degree yeah Right. So anyway, okay. All right. Mo- moving along. So so for- forget about forget forget about the um. Uh, forget about that for now. And so now now what if when they exit the wormhole, so they go in the wormhole and it places them somewhere, uh, random, and what if it also erases their memory when they exit? You mean once they've traveled through that wormhole, they come out the other end just no memory? Yeah, they don't. They don't remember, uh, you know, their previous life, what they've done, or anything. Oh my gosh. Well, now I want to know, like, how many of them are still murderers? You know. <laughs> I mean, a legitimate question: or if 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 someone commits crime, can't remember the crime they committed, like, are they? How much? How responsible are they for it? And all sorts. Of, and like, is this a? A new chance to start a new beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the same the same way I uh, am against like uh, an institution deciding someone deserves death. I'm I'm also like some. Isn't that a form of death? You've erased their former selves, formal former selves, even though they have like this functioning body and this new. Are, are they a new self? Like you know, you're gonna say no, right? It's the same like disposition and and thought yeah. intelligence level and all those things but yeah. like okay yes but are they a new person without <laughs> any of your memories and previous experiences like yeah you might have the same iq you know mental capacity and physical capabilities but like without that tra- traumatic childhood or good childhood or whatever or all that experience to pull from oh man i i uh and then how guilty are they and like is this actually does this please my like desire for them to be redeemed and like maybe they have this true opportunity to truly start over and can we even conceptualize what that means uh that's a big thought but i don't even know what to do with that um (laughs) um, so all right so yes you i i will tell you that i mean this is obviously sci-fi territory and we can't really do this but my the way i envision this is you know they come out the other end and they, yeah, they do keep their same IQ and their same personality traits, you know, their dispositions and all of that sort of thing. Um, we'll, we'll even say they can still remember how to speak. You know, they know their language and everything. But And some they, general knowledge that's hard. They don't have to relearn, yeah, like what a sofa is or how to take a shower, you know. Like. Yeah, yeah. Some some of that kind of stuff might stick around. But, um, but all of their experiences, you know, all of the people they knew um, – and things they you know have done, uh, all of that is gone. Um, and so, yeah, your your first question: Are they the same person? Are they still guilty? Like, have you essentially executed the murderer? And 
those are all valid questions, and that's kind of yeah. what I what I was asking is so you know in terms of easing your conscience, you know, like part of your gripe, you know, again is about you know actually killing the person, and do you have the power to do that? And you also brought up points about redemption, and so yeah, this could conceivably be a way to avoid killing someone and provide them an opportunity for redemption and get them out of our society as well. It still has the same potential drawback of making them someone else's problem, but they might not be a problem. You know, they might do something good after this. I don't know. That's God. I, the long-term data on that, like if you, it's basically the men in black, like thing that erases memory. You just set it on full blast and it erases everything. And then like how many of them become murderers again if they were just to continue living a life like oh gosh well like, that's a question that that people lots of people would like the answer to anyway. oh you know, the nature this. it's like an answer to nature and nurture almost is what i'm asking right the, the big nature and nurture question so i mean forget the portal for a second yeah it's just like if you could do that and take criminals and go boom all right you are fresh fresh now like new <laughs> like do you keep them in prison at all like or do you just or like could you theoretically have this really structured society that they then have to go over to because like you really messed up when you had a lot of freedom maybe it was your parents fault maybe whatever but either way you really messed up and so now we're going to give you this like start over society that's like you go to bed at 9 30 and wake up at this time and you like <laughs> and it's regimented and a little more policed even and like you know but uh gosh um but like is that okay like i mean my objections are pretty similar to the capital punishment one of like, is this ethical to do? Is this okay to uh, erase all your relationships and all like it's a meta? It's the strongest metaphorical death that there is that I can imagine. Like you are, yes, you're born anew, which is cool, but you're you've death of the old self. Now you have a new self, um, and I'm assuming like the the prisoner or the uh, the the guilty party here is not having a choice in this and it's like wow erasing someone's mm-hmm. identity completely i mean like we're so close to the saying they are dead except that there there's something not reversible that's not the right word but like this this body with these functionalities and and this brain get to continue forward but have you erased I guess you haven't erased the soul or whatever, but you've <laughs> reset the soul, and that's strange. Ugh. I don't know why that hits me so hard on this particular, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just the right amount of tired, and like that just hit me as, like, is that death? Are you the same person? And it's, and then that's so fraught that I'm very, when I don't know and I'm having difficulty wrapping my brain around then i tend to back away from it and say no that's i'm not okay with this because there's just so much unknown and and it would be irresponsible to go yeah let's do all this stuff that i don't even fully understand (laughs) i mean i get this is a thought experiment too it'd be silly to fully understand it all i get that but like you can understand why i'm saying that there are some serious areas that i can't conceptualize to the point that even in good faith of this thought experiment i can't say I can conceptualize it well enough. So. Definitely. I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Like, if I don't if I don't know what the outcome will be, or if I have a lot of questions or uncertainty, then I usually don't don't take the risk. But man, I'd love to see. I'd love to like see that play out, or read a good sci sci fi book about that, and like get, that makes up some data and tries and convince me 
to convince me of why that data would really actually bear out. I'm sure someone has done that. I'm sure I'm not the first person to think yeah. about something like that. I mean, yeah. you already pointed out. I mean, out erasing memories is not a new thing, but yeah. Yeah, I I probably have just forgotten uh, stories that did that. Um, all right, so, all right, another one. All right, another one. And and, and this, this is where it gets interesting to me. Uh, I guess it's been interesting before, but I really like this one. So what if... Instead of a random place on Earth, the wormhole exits on just another habitable planet somewhere in the universe. The contents of this planet are totally unknown to us. The only thing that we know is that it's possible to survive there, and there's no existing civilization on the planet. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't See. erase their memory or anything. So the other ones are not in play at this point. It just places them on that other habitable planet totally unknown to us so what i'm envisioning is uh, a colony of of criminals (laughs) or murderers possibly that have like if they so choose uh you know they can colonize or whatever they can now i'm intrigued because i'm trying to find the objection there like it's another form of, it's a freer form of imprison. Like it's, it's eliminating us, eliminating my moral gripes. For the most part, they get a chance at building a new form of redemption and new meaning. I'm imagining the startup of a, you know, criminal colony in which they have purpose now. And they need to build the huts and. St- to have the structure, although I think it could lean heavily towards sort of a uh, Mad Max, you know, like evil, like the brutes are the ones that control everything and it just gets crazy. But like, is that a form of cosmic justice in which you're just, th- it, it, and is prison kind of like that too anyway? Is, is Mad Max in prison not that different? Like it's the, these gangs form and these groups and they, um, so at least this is, you know, free from, Free from uh, keeping them in these cells and stuff. Uh, where do I object? Is what I'm asking myself. Right. So you've laid out some pretty good. You've laid out some moral arguments for this. So, you know it. It means you don't have to kill them. It gets them out yeah. of our society. It doesn't put the burden on anyone else on earth anyway um and it gives them the opportunity for you know redemption and further meaning so that's a lot of positives yeah for this um so yeah if you had to if you had to come up with some moral objections to this what what would they be do you think um again like well the objections baked into anything we do with a prisoner and that's saying you've lost your autonomy your right to choose your right to live your life the way you want and so if we're throwing them in this portal they didn't get to choose it and it it kind of like so again like yeah i i agree like you're and we share the same discomfort with you know the government being able to to override someone's will but you know again like we're we're yeah. in a situation we have murder. We're doing we, it. We've we decided must, we were doing it. We must so do something, right? We, we agree then, that we have to do there's a moral imperative that we have to handle murderers. Yeah. 
I feel like I'm missing like a, I don't know my brain's not like finding a giant objection to this uh, other than like you know you can see this pitiable circumstance where like some some slight person is thrown in and then ravaged by this terrible society that's taking place like that's the dark side mm-hmm. um, but like you know but you can also just just as easily make an argument that they like welcome him with a packet and say hey here we've decided we're doing things this way and you're gonna get a chance and if you don't screw up you know good things can happen so like you can make an argument for that it seems kind of unlikely but um and you haven't eliminated like anyone's identity or soul and so i uh what what objections do you have to this i i I think i might like it at least in terms of it seems better than (laughs) keeping them in a cage and it seems better than killing them so definitely of these like three options we i'm conceptualizing it seems like the best yeah so i i like this option if this option were really an option i would advocate for this option but i do have some moral qualms with it although i think that they're you know i could overcome them given compared to what we currently do i think it's better but i still have a couple of issues at least that spring to mind so the first is that you know justice there are there are kind of two there are two components to it there's um you know there's ridding ridding society of the offender that's a pragmatic thing. You know, we need to get rid of you because you're a murderer and we don't want society to be mm-hmm. further harmed. But then there's also a punishment issue, right? Like uh, justice is a punishment as well. Like you want to say you have done wrong and you deserve to be punished. And, you know, I, I share your same discomfort with giving the government that power. But retribution, I think there's some validity to retribution you know, in some form, right? Um, and so this option, sending them through... Look, imagine the first... You know, we I mean, yeah, I'm interested in the idea of restorative justice. Sh- sure, yeah, sure. That's that's another thing, though. But, like, you know, if, if, you, if someone does wrong knowingly, it would be great if they could be punished and then, you know, rehabilitated, right? And then they regret doing wrong... But they they've paid they, you know they've done their time right they did the crime they did the time that's kind of what you want in a sense right um, yeah and so with this uh, with this option imagine the first murderer you send through the wormhole he's going to be sent off to some other habitable planet you know that he can you know he's totally free now he can do whatever he wants he can start his own country or his own whatever and. It's almost not punishment enough. Like, in, in fact, you could, you, I mean, you could get your way to thinking like, wow, this is an amazing opportunity. There's a lot of problems on earth. There are established structures that are oppressing me or holding me down or, you know, I can't get a job in this country or whatever. And here's the opportunity to go to a brand new planet. Like that almost starts to sound tempting, right? from a certain perspective, especially if you hate current society. You could have people that are on the verge kill their bosses and, like, yeah. just go do that, and you know? You could that. really endanger our current society by offering that sort of fresh start. I, You're I right. Didn't, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think about that, but, yeah, that's that's true as well. I mean, my, my, 
my 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 qualm, and I admit it's minor. It's just that you know, imagine imagine that some some guy kills your parents or something horrible, right? And would you be satisfied with sending him through through the wormhole to just go live another life somewhere else? You know? No. Yeah. I mean. That's yeah. Justice does have a punitive component, and that's and it, even even the idea of restorative justice, which is like, all right, society has suffered an ill. How do we get it back on track? Um, that so then you talk in real terms, like you said, someone's murdered someone you love. Well, um, in order to get back on track, you need you need a sense that like that is not just going to be. We're not going to look the other way, like something also has to be taken from them or so they have to pay a price like you have to have that in order for everyone to move on like in order to restore things yeah a a daggum punishment's got to be handed out (laughs) my (laughs) other uh my other crime so my, my other moral qualm with this is also small but you you almost got there but um potentially imagine we send through thousands of murderers to this place inevitably What's or a possibility is that the biggest baddest murderer on the other side is going to start the biggest baddest you know murderistan. They're going to start their country of uh, and they're going to be the head honcho and they're going to rule with an iron fist and probably not be the most friendly character. And you could you you could envision the other side of this wormhole quickly becoming extremely dystopian. Um, and so then, you know, you would be sending other prisoners through to this hellscape and, you know, we have, uh, you know, we, we have laws about cruel and unusual punishment and you could make an argument that eventually sending them through the wormhole could be cruel and unusual punishment. I know I made two totally opposing moral arguments and that I'm making the argument that like we could be sending them through to paradise or we could be sending them through to a hellscape. Both of them would have, you know, I would have some moral issue with and like either of those could, could be the case. But, but, you know, I admit those are pretty small gripes. And I think that the benefit of just getting them out of society without having to kill them, I think that eases, that eases my mind enough. I would be willing to, to put up with my small moral gripes um, compared to the status quo anyway. Agreed, because number one is, again, society's been wronged and we need to make sure the immediate society is okay so we can't keep a murderer in it, so we've removed the murderer. And then number two, and this is still a big number two, is like, is it ethical to kill a person? Well, no. Uh, And is it ethical to just... Is it cruel and unusual to just keep someone in a box or whatever? Like, yeah, I think it could be considered. I think a very good case can be made that it, that's cruel and unusual, or like we, we we become accustomed to it. They're like, oh, you're you're using these weird terms. You just mean put them in jail, put them in prison. But I do mean like you were just saying, stay put forever, and that's odd. That is odd. And so, it your solution, your sci-fi solution, like actually takes my number one and number two issues when it comes to a major major crime and like satisfies them and then has some you know bad things like you said like it's not perfect but i don't 
I don't even if I'm allowed to conjure up sci-fi scenarios, it's hard to come up with a much better one because at least mm-hmm. you're sort of letting reality, you're letting yeah. like things play their course, and like there is a cosmic justice to it, right? Like right, whatever right, goes like, whatever goes wrong is, you know, it goes wrong of their doing. It doesn't go wrong yeah, like, because of what we did. You've grouped. You've you've declared by committing your crime you've declared yourself like of these people so go deal with the consequences of being of these people harsh harsh I mean, but <laughs> but less that's better harsh. than killing or putting yeah. them in a cage like okay <laughs> prisoners in cages oh, how horrible but i think i think i just put it succinctly if yeah, no, you yeah. if we and i think that's the compelling case all right we're we're saying they're guilty like that's not in dispute like it's been proven beyond a reasonable doubt so you have declared yourself of these people so now you must be of these people and like okay that seems just to me yep all right all right another another uh i've got a few more and then i think we'll we'll be at about wrap up uh wrap up time so um all right so we you touched on this earlier uh as well so should it, given this other planet wormhole, should we just give this as an option to all criminal punishment? You know, like if if you get if you get pulled in front of court, you can plea, uh, you know, guilty or whatever. Your lawyer can just say, okay, we want the portal. Like we'll take the portal option, and you know, it doesn't matter what your crime is. If you murdered someone, maybe we say it's the portal for you. But maybe if you you know you broke into a you know, someone's home and stole their TV, you have the option to say, I don't want to serve two years in prison and pay a fine or whatever. I want the portal. Should we offer that option to, <laughs> to, to any criminal? Wow. Uh, well, at first I want to say absolutely not. We need to really reserve this for the, the worst of crimes. Um, but, and, and because I think we... The reason being is I think we want to say, we don't want to communicate the message. We we don't want to give an option out of our society. We actually don't want that to be seen as sort of a pathway. Like we want to say, we want you, we're a society who wants to cultivate members who are healthy and thriving. We want you, even if you mess up, you're going to have to pay some costs, but we want to rehabilitate you and get you in. And so if we were to offer that option, we're just kind of saying like, eh, like we're just sort of making this open pathway toward something very different and saying, get, you know, you're always welcome to leave doors open, like get out of here if you want, like, like, but there's something neat about the autonomy of like you've committed a crime select your option you can go through our traditional system or you can like do this unorthodox like crazy thing um and so i don't actually see a moral objection to allowing anyone to opt in i don't there's no moral objection on my end but i if i'm running things i'm just really uh, i'm really hesitant for that because um, and I, I'd like to think that the individual for the most part, isn't going to be like, all right, I did a breaking and entering when I was 16 and screw it. Give me the portal. I'm hoping like lawyers and things would advise against it, but you know, uh, so I don't have a moral objection to it, but I think as a rule, it'd be a good idea to reserve it for only those who have so royally screwed up. And so that way you're not starting to frame it as, eh, it's not so bad, you know, it could get that reputation and then. Don't we want the reputation to be like, don't do this? Actually, do, are we concerned with the reputation? How how 
offenders view the portal? How much are we concerned about that? So. Um, yeah, so I think that you bring you bring up a good point that you know if we advertise the portal as an option, then you know maybe for whatever reason people want an out and so they commit a crime so that they can get the portal uh, and that's not good. We don't want any incentive for crime. Yeah. So maybe maybe we keep the portal a secret and it's only you know it's only at sentencing time. I don't I don't know that you know. I like that sort of. You would you, well, you would have a hard time because you know someone break you know they rob a store. And then they go to court and you say, okay, now you've never heard about this and we don't tell anyone about this. And this is super secret. So do you want two years of jail or the, this <laughs> mysterious portal? And they'll be like, what? And then <laughs> you know, it remains and, a secret. Yeah. And then, if, yeah. And then if they choose two years in jail, like obviously they're going to be t- talking about the portal. So you're not going to keep it hush hush. So, well, I don't know. Have you ever, uh, you know, done a crime deserving of two years in jail no maybe i have do offer so the portal maybe, maybe it is a lot now. it might <laughs> it might be real it might be real actually i have a confession to make i committed a crime and was just charged and they told me about this so i brought it to the podcast for my last one i'm, I'm not actually you were moving i'm moving <laughs> i'm moving to jail to the, <laughs> d- directly to jail i'm not passing go i'm not collecting 200 dollars um yeah so wow. um yeah so i think uh I, I don't have I don't have as much of an issue with this. I think that if you are a criminal and you commit a crime, yeah, sure, maybe you have there's I mean if you steal something from the grocery store or, you know, some petty crime or something, you're probably very capable of being redeemed and you're not, you know, a permanent stain on society. You may, maybe you made a mistake. I don't like the mistake and you should be punished for the mistake. But at the same time, you did make a mistake. And if you want, you know, you're you're a free human being capable of making your own decisions. If you want to walk through the portal and go to this other place where we've been sending all of our murderers and other reprobates, then all right, go for it, man. But so we got well, we got plenty of we got plenty of people, an abundance of people. And if we, you know, if you want to go through the portal, then well, that's one less, uh, you know, grocery stealer. I mean, even though that's minor. Like still, that's one less. It's one less. Well, I mean, and you know, we can make a special case for cyclists, and they can we can just send them through. Anyway, even without a crime. <laughs> but uh, let me offer you a real world analogy. Okay. Um, a kid cheats on a test, and that's usually going to be. Uh, that's not a criminal uh, act, though. Oh, I know. This is I know. An I know. Analogy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's an analogy. Sorry. So they they. Just don't we send usually, me through the portal. Sorry, I made a mistake about the analogy. Don't send me through the portal, please. <laughs> we reserve uh, suspensions for like serious offenses, like fighting, or maybe a maybe a third or fourth cheating or second or cheating. I don't know, but like not just your first time. A little bit of plagiarism, whatever. Uh, usually, we get a zero on the assessment and like maybe go through some honor council things. But um, what if we if they just were allowed to choose suspension like is there something i guess there's nothing morally objectionable about, about that but like here's the thing about suspension depending on the parent it can be like enjoyable like or like time off from school and like if kids were starting to go i'll take time off from school screw it and like not it would be like oh we've created a problem here there's something wrong that we're having kids just kind of choose suspension as their punishment and like and i feel like i'm in a weird place is that analogous to this like where they're like oh, good... we've got people like choosing this we didn't really ever want that to be the case so that's a good point and that's a, a really good analogy um that what i would say 
and you know the, the reason why I would say it's not a perfect analogy you didn't claim it was but the a suspension you return from you know you're not permanently suspended you're gonna continue to be the school's problem so to speak even after the suspension but with the wormhole you cease to be a problem like you go through the wormhole you're not our problem anymore you're not coming back like we can just brush yeah. our hands and you know you're you're not you're not a potential benefit for us either but you're not a problem for us you made your decision to go through like yeah i i see your point about maybe not letting the criminal choose their punishment because it might not be a punishment for them but i, I don't know i mean i think that maybe so all right, what all right let me let me use another educational analogy um you know, one of the big problems with education is that we have people in schools who don't want to be in schools. We have students who don't want to learn. We're yeah. forcing them to come and we're forcing them to learn. So uh, if you make a societal analogy, wouldn't it be best if we had only people in society who wanted to participate and be in society? And if you want to leave, leave. You know, if you if you want to break the rules and whatever, and we give you the option and say, all right, well, if you don't like living in this society, just go, just get out. Then, and they go and get out. Then isn't that better for our society? Uh, this is, yes, this is where I feel it's complicated because I do agree, like, if you don't want to be a part of society, then we don't, then, then it'd be great for you to get out. Uh, in the same way, if you don't want to be part of a school culture, then you probably shouldn't go to that school, particularly if it's an independent school in which you're, you know, going to participate in, you know, by choice, theoretically so like all of that's great however the messaging of a school and a society should be we appreciate you and we want you here and just because someone gets kind of whiny or like messes up in small terms which is what we're saying they've committed a criminal act which is bad but like like small potatoes like not murder um like we i'm worried about cultural met it's a weird point i'm making i'm just making a point that like although i agree i want that option possibly available and i don't have a moral objection uh, I think societal messaging is super important uh, and that should and the societal messaging should be like this is a good place and we want you here like imagine like a town a town that's trying to attract people we've even conceptualized this before like if every city got to be have their own rule like you know states rights basically ter- turned even stronger to local areas and you're advertising your town you wouldn't say we only, if you don't want to be here, get out kind of thing. You would say, we want you here. We're a lovely town. These are our values. Please stay, come and stay and please adapt to our values. And so I'm worried about this just like the, so, the sorry, no, messaging I don't, no, no, I don't agree with this. Uh, I don't think that that is the message of society, nor do I think it should be the message of society. Like our message should not be, we want you, you're amazing, come and stay. It should be here's our society and you can you know be here and do what you want within these bounds that we all you know we all agree upon together and if you step outside these bounds then you're gonna face an appropriate punishment and bonus mind your morals like now you stepped outside the bounds and you're gonna get this punishment or if you're not happy about the situation and you're deciding now in you know in your crime your criminal state that you want to leave, then there's the door, you know, there's the portal door, you can go. Like, that doesn't, like, I don't think at that point we have any obligation or should say, oh, we want you here, though. Like, we don't. Like, if you want to stay, then 
serve your sentence and we'll welcome you back in society and in whatever. But if you want to go, go. There it is. Man, you know, I'm glad you said that. It kind of balances me. Like, it's weird though. Like the dichotomy we're presenting is like two societies. One that's like this. The messaging is, hey, these are the rules. Behave, and that's the one you're presenting. And then, and then the one I'm presenting. It sounds almost silly, and I'm not trying to sound soft, but it's like, hey, we uh, we're a lovely. We we like what we got going on, and we want you to want to be part of this like lovely thing we've got going on and uh i'm not surprised we both kind of feel (laughs) those on those sides of things um and i think reality is that i'm thinking small and like when you're thinking small like about a town and you're like trying to have a lovely town obviously you're gonna try and make good restaurants and uh, things to do and whatever it is that makes a town and you want to be welcoming but really you're right like society from a structural level like it's not about messaging it's it, well it is about messaging but it's just about like here are the hard here's the structure and you need to behave within this structure it's not the job right. to start like advertising or presenting a certain way because everyone teach their own there are going to be people that want to just be left alone they're gonna be people that want to like build intimate communities and all of that so like the structure has nothing to do with that right exactly yeah that's exactly my point and there's no reason like i agree with like i don't don't think it's soft to say to have pride in your society to have pride in your town or state or country or whatever and say look we like our values and we like who we are and you know we you know i want you to be able to enjoy life in the same way that I do. Like, that's an okay attitude, but I also don't see why it's not also okay to say, oh, wait, you don't like our society? You know, you broke our rules, and now, you know, if you, you know, if you serve your time or, you know, pay the fine or punishment or whatever, then, you know, we'll welcome you back and don't make the mistake again. Or if you're not so happy with that arrangement, then there's the portal. Go to the other planet with the murderer headquarters now murderistan like if you want or maybe it's par- <laughs> maybe it's paradise i don't know but you're not our problem anymore yeah i think i'm with you i think like i i just don't object morally i don't think the messaging's that important and i don't actually i think it's kind of a moot point i don't think people are gonna commit uh smaller crimes and then up for the portal i think it's just the risk is too great and some might and like they're if they're yeah, big enough idiot or the cho- choose like whatever it's their choice so it's not right. my i don't feel like heavily i don't feel strongly about it so yeah let them choose man let them choose all right i had a couple i had a couple more but i don't think they're that interesting i just thought <laughs> of one one unless you want to hear them but I just thought of one more that I want to tack on. Um, Why don't you just so, throw those two out there and then I won't even respond to them just so I can hear them. And then I want to hear the one we'll engage with too. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So um, yeah, you can, I'll, I'll present you three and we can address one of them or more okay. if you re- if you really want to. So what if uh, going through the wormhole causes the development of a slowly advancing terminal cancer that will be fatal in 22 years? 22 years is the average length of time between sentencing and execution in the United States uh, in 2019. So. Oh, interesting. Um, so there's there's that one. Yeah. Uh, and then what if, uh, as soon as you send the criminal through the wormhole, a version of the victim, this is assuming it's a murderer, a version of the victim from a parallel universe where the crime never occurred 
comes back through the wormhole. So you send the criminal through and you get back the person who was killed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then and then the other one, the one that I just thought of, um, is what if, in addition to the wormhole, we also got a telescope aimed at the distant planet. And the telescope is super powerful, whatever. It lets us examine the state of that planet out there um, and see what's going on on the planet. And would that change anything? Yeah, I mean, I'm believe it or not. I mean, the other two are more thoughtful and creative, but that last one is more interesting in terms of morality. Now that we have more uh, information about that place, because we might shut down the portal and we might keep it open, or people might clamor to get in there, or or not. Like, and so it would have a lot, a big influence on the decisions, both. Uh, from the criminal perspective and the the justice system, um, and so yeah, it's just kind of an interesting like that would mean we'd get more information and then we could do things with that information. I guess maybe I don't have much more to say than that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's yeah, it just occurred to me. So I didn't you know I didn't consider whether there would be a whole lot of interesting stuff. It, it occurs to me now that if this situation really happened then there's no way we would use it for sending prisoners through or criminals through, right? Like if we discovered a one-way wormhole to another habitable planet, That'd be the last thing we'd do. Like we definitely wouldn't <laughs> but squander it. would say, everyone, slow down. Everyone's trying to build a cool society and they're arguing <laughs> right. about religion and stuff. You're like, slow down. Maybe we should just put criminals there. Maybe we should just send our criminals through. No, we would certainly be sending explorers and pioneers and stuff through. And yeah, it's one way, but... Like, it would be a colony, right? It would be another colony. It wouldn't be a prison planet. <laughs> yeah. Here's so. the cynic in me, too. Like, like it, the very initial, everyone would be so excited, and you're going to have this utopia, right? And, like, the, we can be free from all the mistakes of historical mistakes we've made with war and famine and blah, 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 and poverty, like, whatever. Like, we can have this awesome, and then how quickly, I think, we would just, repeat screw like, it up yeah we would screw definitely it up screw it up. <laughs> how quickly we would go in there and make it political and like and uh and sort of like religious religious warfare and political warfare just warfare would quickly in fact it would just make war happen quickly with all our tech so so we'd have this new world and new frontier and we'd go in and make all our tech and we just go to war even faster because of all well, the tech <laughs> so, so that's what it, i think would happen it would disappoint us quickly so in the situation I present so I wonder what would happen and maybe it's a sci-fi story idea but so the United States discovers the portal and so we're the only we're the only ones with the portal so essentially this other planet is a United States you know it's another state but it's a one-way portal you can't get any information back so once you go through the portal you're you're there so there's no communication back with us so it's a total splinter society that goes through and assuming that it's United States Americans, you know, it's Americans who go through. I imagine their system of government that they set up is going to be, well, it's probably going to be our, you know, U.S. Constitution-based system. I mean, depending on who it is that goes through, you could have some interesting political situations. You know, like if it's yeah. one of them, you know, one of the political parties, then they go through and they set up their utopia and it crashes and burns, and then the other one sets up theirs and it crashes and burns. But like, I. I don't know. I wonder how quickly things would go to war. I don't know. 
Yeah, if it's already, if it's just Americans and so culturally, even though there's division politically, no doubt, I mean, like, it's really bad. We're not like, it's not like just sending the whole world in there immediately. So yeah, we I already mean, I, live together in, in reasonable peace, you know. I mean, obviously there's unrest and all that, but like we're not literally at war. All that hyperbole, that's all hyperbole. Like we're, we're, we're yeah, peaceful I mean, within ourselves. I, our, I have know. to admit that like I am extremely drawn to this situation like if we discovered a portal to another a whole other planet like because i've always i've confessed this to you before and i think you laughed at me but like the pioneer story like that's just so amazing to me like how awesome would it have been to be a pioneer an american pioneer traveling west or something and like discovering the grand canyon and i doubt i laughed yeah amazing stuff uh like that would be awesome and so this is like super pioneer right like you get to go through to another planet i mean the downside is it's totally totally one way but still what an adventure that's amazing uh and you know the chance to the chance to to fix mistakes that you know maybe we've made uh governmentally or society i mean you know there are risks in that you think it's a mistake and then you try to fix it and it and it all goes wrong but still it's still a chance to wipe the slate clean and uh and you know, go back to basics maybe and try again. I mean, there is no society currently that's like you already have age-old infrastructure, whether it's just internet or bridges and stuff. But like, if you had the means to start building an infrastructure with the knowledge we currently have, because so many of the decisions we make are kind of patchwork. Like, ah, we can't redesign all these roads or this city, so we're just gonna, you know, Im- yeah. make little improvements. But we all also know that it well, could have been built this way and it would have been better. We can actually just do the better way. Right, right. Well, think about it historically. You know, when when the the settlers came to America, to North America and South America too, like they had the benefit of all prior European culture and technology and everything, and they used it. And that's why you know America, the United States in particular, like rocketed to preeminence. You know, it had tons of natural resources and tons of land, and you know, it had the benefit of you know the revolution and setting up a different form of government, but it yeah. also like it had the benefit of all of the technology from Europe. And so imagine now we go through the wormhole. We have all the benefit of all of our modern technology and everything that we could rely on and start fresh. You know, we could, like you say, we could plan the cities and we would know already some of the environmental consequences of some of our actions and stuff. So like we, there'd it's just be a thrilling lot of opportunity. to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Or we could just send the prisoners through, you know, whatever. <laughs> it is Either way. Funny that, yeah. Either way. Whatever. You know, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, I think that's a good place to to wrap it up. I did I didn't expect the mind your morals to uh to, to go so long, but to be the I think whole it was, episode. I think yeah. I think it was good. Did you uh did you enjoy that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I really feel I mound it. I, I mound the moral. I minded the morals. You like mound. <laughs> Past tense of mind. Yeah. I mound, I the, mound morals. the morals. <laughs> Get off your I moral very... mound. That's a saying, right? <laughs> yeah. My high. My high. My high mound. mound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, uh, feel moral now. I've sharpened it. All right. Well. That's, all right, man. That's what I aim to do. All right. Okay. Well, then our uh, our next episode will be 
in my new abode assuming i survive i might not yeah we'll still be in the same third space but different different first, real first, first, sec- first and second, second space <laughs> Yeah, one, one of the of spaces. I think I, I got first, first. The first. Me. Ah, first. <laughs> <laughs> the Daniel and Bennett show. <laughs> no, the bye. Bennett and Daniel show. <laughs> okay, bye. All right, uh, bye. Bennett, 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 Bennett. 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 <laughs> In the end.